Oh, welcome to the Gunslinger's <laughs> Gaming. Wait, no, sorry. Hi. Fuck off, bitch. Oh, oh, you really, oh, I'm sorry. You really I, I didn't. I didn't do the count. I never do the countdown. You you always do the countdown. You do the countdown. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to fake you out. You just like jumped on it though. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. Damn, dude. Nice. Go good ready good to go. reflexes. <laughs> Three, two, one. What up, y'all? Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pines Podcast. I'm Gobi. With me tonight is Doctor Niggle. Mega Construct. I saw a record. Eliteness. Hello. And so 075. So What's sit up, back, and enjoy the ride. Spark him if you got him. Happy holidays, motherfuckers. Oh my. Oh <laughs> shit, you're right. Yeah, I went to Central Park today, and I saw a raccoon, and it was really cool. There's this place <laughs> in Central Park where there's uh, this really, it's, it's called the Conservatory Gardens, and it's really nicely manicured and landscaped, and they've got this giant trellis uh, area with benches under it that's got, like, 100-year-old wisterias, and I was sitting there under this trellis, which is just starting to, to sprout uh, leaves, no flowers yet, and... There's, I, I'm like, what? Oh, a cat up there climbing on the trellis. And I look, and it's a fucking raccoon climbing up on top of the trellis. And it just chilled out up there for like 20 minutes and then climbed down, and it was great. I just felt like sharing that story. Nature is returning. Beautiful to story. Yeah, After I actually made years. that joke. I was like, we dolphins are, are returning. <laughs> yeah, like dolphins are returning to, uh, to Venice. And uh, the fucking raccoons have taken over Central Park. <laughs> I mean, anybody who spent any time in New York knows the funny part of that joke is that the raccoons have always fucking owned Central Park. Uh, well, it's the only place for them to live. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not walking around Times Square all the time and shit, too, at night. <laughs> well, they gotta go get food. I mean, you know how much... I mean, there's gotta be dumpsters all over the place. Well, yeah. It's the city. <sighs> Yeah. Did you guys have a good holiday? Children just relaxed. Did you guys do? There was a holiday. Four twenty. Four twenty. Yeah, gonna yeah, gonna pack a pack a little bit right now. Uh, yeah, no, I was working all day. He didn't. He didn't get the memo. Apparently, negative. Nah, Lidus is an adult. He doesn't smoke weed. He does PCP. <laughs> adult drugs. PCP and meth and cocaine. He doesn't do weed. He, <laughs> he only does the grown-up stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hey, All right, I'm taken care of. Should... By the way, I should point out that it is legal in Massachusetts. <laughs> there are no lawbreakers here. Uh, New York don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's decriminalized and the cops literally don't care. Um, but yeah, Wisconsin, uh, New Orleans, and Virginia, yeah, you're, uh... Actually, I don't know about New Orleans. Is I'm, it decriminalized? Nice. New Orleans? No. Virginia just nice whiskey, man. No, I don't think so. I think okay. you. It's still illegal. So, in Louisiana. Right. So, Virginia decriminalized it. So, that's cool. 
Yeah, we're still waiting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure New Orleans will do it one day. Pretty soon. I'm surprised they haven't already. You're fucking party city uh, at least two times out of the year. One time is almost a month long. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the amount of shit. It is that during that time they don't care. Yeah. That's true. I noticed that law enforcement seems pretty lax uh, when you're down there. For I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like well, when Mardi Gras is happening, the cops are legitimately worried about people not murdering each other and like going crazy <laughs> and dying in the streets of overdoses or whatever so like they probably couldn't care less they're too busy to care about somebody smoking but sorry they're too worried about jacqueline cleggett <laughs> and uh you guys didn't watch the netflix documentary i'll take it no yeah i was like is that some inside joke that only people from uh, louisiana know no there was a documentary about this uh the it's about the opioid epidemic and there was this uh one woman that's a doctor in new orleans that is like basically only doing you know like really hard tack fentanyl and shit like that making what is it but that the the three i forgot what the fucking thing is called but it's like the the triad or the tree the trinity holy trinity there we go yeah the holy trinity is these three prescription drugs that if you take them it's basically like more dangerous than heroin Really? What? What are those? Th I, yeah. What are those three? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently it's like really, really bad. It's it's like fentanyl and some other two other ones. But I mean, you watch the documentary; they tell you pretty, pretty much how to do it all. If you're yeah, interested, like fentanyl, <laughs> oxys. Yeah, I think maybe... the whole thing started with oxy, and then what? There was one other that like they add to it that makes it. And then they crush it and fucking inject it and do all sorts of stuff. But anyway, this this lady literally ran like a twenty four hour well not a twenty four hour operation, but her her doctor's office opened up at like eleven p.m. at night and ran through the night. So it was like, oh, I remember that. I'm pretty sure you're a fucking drug dealer at this point. Well. <laughs> uh it's, it's kind of insane how much certain states like Florida, they have pain clinics down there where like they have medicinal marijuana in like states like California before it was legalized or, you know, Colorado or anywhere else where medicinal is happening. Florida has pain clinics like that where you go in, there's a quote unquote doctor there who is a doctor who will see you and write you a prescription and they will fill your prescription for painkillers. Yeah, they, they, that, this is basically what she was a pain clinic. Yes, but she exactly. was the highest. She was the highest in the entire United States, like the entire U.S. combined. She was pretty much doubling the U.S. Uh, production of fentanyl sales or some shit like that. That's how bad she was. Like yeah, there was such a big insane. spike that the FBI made this huge uh, case on her. Anyway, I mean, the, there you would go. You'd pay. You could have two different lines. One was the expedited line. And if you paid extra, you'd go to the expedited line. And they just had pre-written prescriptions at the desk. You didn't even need to see the doctor. Well, you know what's insane? Uh, when uh, I knew some kids in college who this was back, you know, more than a, well, yeah, more than a decade ago now, um, when pain clinics were just becoming a thing. And it was kind of the Wild West. Um, 
went to school in New York and had friends who would go online. Keep in mind, this is the internet back in, you know, more than a decade ago to a website for a pain clinic in Florida. And they would write their quote unquote symptoms onto the website and a doctor on the other end would write them a prescription and mail them painkillers oh, wow. from Florida. Are these the friends I'm thinking of? Yeah, I didn't want to put your name into the story unless you wanted okay. it to be there, but it is now. Yes, it is those friends. I know that, yeah, <laughs> there's a picture of me on a cell phone that was destroyed when I ran over it with my car after I dropped it in a puddle of me holding up two Ziploc bags full of Vicodin. <laughs> Yeah, they were getting they were getting suboxone, they were getting uh, they were getting fentanyl patches, uh, they were getting oxys, uh, they were getting zannies by like the Ziploc bag. Jesus Christ, I forgot uh, that we knew legitimate criminals in college. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, they were getting it from a doctor in Florida. Who yeah, was and it was all technically legal. Like it was the wild fucking west back then. But yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Still criminals. I so, mean, South Africa, South Africa was kind of the same, except with real drugs, not uh, over-the-counter drugs. <laughs> oh, none of these drugs are over-the-counter. Like, let me be clear: these are highly controlled substances that involve federal jail time. Oh, no, no, they're all over-the-counter. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're, they're all they're from all pharmacy. Right. You're talking about pharmaceuticals. Yeah, sure. Um... <laughs> Well, we got plenty uh, of like uh, heroin, meth, and cocaine, and all that good stuff here in, in the are US. You yeah. If you drive 45 minutes down I 81 in Virginia from where I live, it, there is a place called Pulaski County. They are the meth capital of Virginia. <laughs> that, you can't yeah. walk 15 feet. You would, to get to a friend of mine's house, I believe, as Ron White put it, I had to drive past four meth labs and a dead hooker. Just to get to a friend's house. Oh, nice. Jeez, yeah. Happy 420, everybody. Weed Yay, is nowhere near. No, we smoke weed every day. Because fucking nowhere near as bad as the rest of the drugs. Uh, Ever yeah. hear about somebody overdosing on weed? No, it's not possible. It's a gateway drug. I believe George Carlin put it best when he said, the only way that weed is a, is a performance-enhancing drug is if there's a giant fucking cheeseburger at the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. Someone's coughing on theirs. <laughs> Meanwhile, Carlin was fucking snorting cocaine by the handful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of comedians, but especially uh, his 80s shows, the shows that he did in the late 70s and the 80s. Yeah, same time Robin Williams was making his uh, rounds in the stand-up circuit. You could tell, oh, and Dennis Leary. You could tell there was a whole crowd of stand-up comedians who were doing a lot of cocaine before they came on stage. I mean, look yeah. at Kennison. Dude, Ron White yeah. said when he yeah, yeah, opened for one. Kennison, he used to walk into a place 45 minutes late. Would just walk in, drop an entire like 
ball of cocaine on the table, snort the whole fucking thing, and then walk out on stage and absolutely slay an entire room. Alright, so it's, I think it's that time when Leetness has to leave and do cocaine. <laughs> yep, you heard me topping, and I'm assuming that you know that's the cue. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you for joining us, Leetness. Uh, yeah, sorry, short but sweet. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Happy holidays. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Penis. So, do we have any actual gaming news this week? That's the question. Oh, oh there, yeah. there's some. So, so do we want to go all controversial first, or do we want to save that for last? Do it first. Yeah, uh, Omega was reading this uh, before we started. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Fuck China. <laughs> China sucks. Actually, who gives a shit? <laughs> Chinese players are all cheaters. Isn't that the the the, the story now? It is. I don't know. Yeah. No. China the meme, has yeah. The meme is online me gaming with. Don't trust China. China is asshole. Thank so you, Zero. Online that is the gaming. Meme. Online gaming is now contained within the Great Firewall of China, and I, for one, am quite sad because now we will no longer have such amazing gems as Taiwan number one. Because now we can't ever have yeah. that again. Because that's one of the greatest things ever, and. Taiwan number one can never happen again now. <laughs> Go on YouTube and check out Taiwan number one memes. It was one of the best videos. And this is like old school internet. It's just a guy pissing off his Chinese opponent by telling him Taiwan is better. And apparently that's all you got to say to piss off a Chinese person in an online video game. Well, you did you see the interview uh, that a, uh, a reporter did? with one of the representatives from who they asked them, well, why hasn't the who, uh, accepted Taiwan's petition to join the WHO. And the guy just gets real quiet and kind of looks off to the side and looks right and looks left. And he goes, what? I didn't hear you. And she said, Oh, okay. I'll repeat the question. And he goes, no, 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 no. Let's just go to another question. Yeah. Wow. See, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like politics is something that I know really well. And that was a fucking douchebag question by the journalist. That was like a agreed. really no, douchey move by the journalist because the you WHO, know exactly why the WHO has a worldwide as a mission worldwide to keep tabs on diseases. If the WHO acknowledges Taiwan's existence, they will not be allowed into China. And China is, as we have seen with COVID, with SARS swine flu they are a hotbed of disease the who needs to be in china so if that means they have to play this fucking shitty political game and it is shitty and it's not their fault it's the rest of the world's fault for letting china play this fucking game but like that reporter asking that person that question was just fucking douchey and as somebody who works in news and uh, like i hate that i think that is so shitty sorry for the rant <laughs> I think you covered it. Uh, so, anyway, this whole thing became of because of Animal Crossing. And apparently some people made some satrial content that China didn't like. So, did, did it involve Winnie the Pooh? Uh, no, actually, it went back to that free Hong Kong bullshit. Uh, uh, it should have been Winnie the Pooh. How, how well, yeah, I was actually wondering, what? Oh, go ahead. 
no, no that that's it yeah so so somebody what content for free uh free hong kong which you know isn't bullshit actually they're they're having a hell of a time no it's not but... stuff but yeah china's reaction to it is has pretty much consistently been bullshit like my question yes. is why ban the game because like is there anything intrinsic about animal crossing that's anti-china or is it just shit people are doing in the game that is pissing just... off chinese government just stuff they're doing inside the game. So um, why don't they just do what they're doing and just shut down their internet and have their own little tyrannical uh, fake version of reality and let people play fucking Animal Crossing? <laughs> you know the funny oh, part? The funny part is... Up. Oh, yeah, okay. There's more to the law. The new law also will not allow zombies and plagues, map editing, role-playing as a organized union in games regulations are which are believed to be inspired by sensitive content made by Joshua Wong uh Joshua I'm not Wong. sure who that is. Yeah, yeah I need to get sure. deeper into that to to know what that means but like yeah I, what does it mean by organized like role playing or I I assume that means that people are shit out of luck in China if they want to play Plague Incorporated well, yeah, so, like, any game relating to, to disease or zombies is out. I get that. Oh, wait, there's a Battlefield mod for zombies, isn't there? Battlefield. Well, I mean, there uh... are tons of games that have zombie modes, and then... You know, yeah, as a, all that's out. Content ...or as um, mods. Yeah, for... Well, I mean, even Arma 3 has a, a zombie mod um, for well, that's it. That's how so... Daisy started. Right. Um, I wonder if they just blocked the mod for those games, or if they just blocked the whole game because the I mod. Mean, knowing is out the Chinese there. government, they would probably just block the whole game. <laughs> I doubt they're going for precision and nuance with these kind of laws. <laughs> Dude, how can they? How can they block individual games through Steam or individual mods through the workshop? Because I was just thinking about the there are two zombie mods for RimWorld. I was thinking about games that have a huge Chinese following. RimWorld is one of them. There is one zombie mod that's been around for, like, a decade, and it's just your standard zombie mm. mod. And there's a second one that was a beautiful bit of coding that started out as an experiment to see how many pawns a guy could put onto a map without degrading performance beyond, like, 1% or something. And this dude figured out a, uh, an amazing algorithm to add thousands of pawns all moving independently without degrading any performance. And that became the iZombie, or Zombieland, I think it's called is the mod so how if that's actually the case and that's like the chinese law how are they going to block individual mods uh, how are they going to block individual games on steam just block all steam dude imagine uh room world filter if, yeah well imagine room world if they just blocked workshop content it, it would suck only the vanilla <laughs> game that was i would have played it with you that one game that we did and then i would have been done with it and been like yeah all right well, the whole beauty of the game is that it's so moddable. That's literally the whole fucking point of the game. After, like, your second playthrough is like, all right, now what can I fuck with? Like, that's that's literally why you play RimWorld. Oil drilling so, like, and now, nuclear all the, power. Here's, here's the better question. What happens to all the mods that were made by Chinese people that you guys play? Ooh. Well, that I mean, those are all in Chinese. So the only thing yeah. I really care about are the uh, Chinese language translations, and I don't give a shit about those. No. Actually, I, I, that would not impact me at all, I think. 
For, okay, for RimWorld, yeah, it wouldn't, because I'm sorry to say, most of the Chinese mods that are out there are made specifically for the Chinese, so they aren't in English, which means we don't download them. Uh, I've been playing City Skylines again recently, and some of the assets that I use definitely do come from Chinese authors, because for some reason, a lot of Chinese authors like to make Japanese architecture. I don't really know what that's about. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> but, but it's that fine. That seems a little counterproductive, but okay. Yeah, that's I, I a, don't that's question really it. And I bet, honestly, if like that was presented to the right group of people, a study would be done about that. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't question it, and they do really amazing work. So whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't know uh, if they were to block mods that Chinese authors had made. City Skylines would definitely be affected. Well, let's go take a look through Steam at all the games that I heavily mod. Yeah, I mean, the, on, the only way I see them doing it with Steam is if they make a regional filter and China just says these games aren't allowed in our region. Yeah, and if I had to guess, they would they would be... It would be the type of uh, decision to ban an entire game because of one mod that had zombies in it rather than being uh, nuanced and specific with the uh, their bans. I doubt that they would be uh, do it with any sort of actual uh, care to their approach. Yeah, I agree. I think I just... broad strokes is probably what they're going to end up getting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what kind of effect it has on you know, some other games too, like, for instance, I know like when I used to play Battlefield and stuff, you almost always had a few people come in from China. <clears throat> You're not going to have that anymore, um, which is going to keep the, you know, the rate down, which should make games better almost. I don't know. It could also reduce player count drastically as well yeah it's going to be interesting to see what game developers are going to do because there have already been cases where developers have made different versions of games for different countries but i wonder if uh developers are going to have a problem with the idea of an entire segment of the marketplace being completely shut off from the rest of the market uh, versus just having to give different versions of the same content. Uh, there's a whole rant that I could go into there about how you're, well, then they're going to play between which market is more profitable, and then their games are going to be more geared towards the more profitable uh, isolated cube. So, whatever, uh, the memes are rife on Reddit already, and uh, also on Imager, and wherever else you go for your memes. Um, but they have, the, the long and the short of it is, Activision Blizzard and Ubisoft are, will likely just bend over backwards and do whatever uh, the Chinese government asks them to do with their games. Because they have in the past, and they want to keep on making money because they are AAA companies, and they are beholden to stockholders, and stockholders want money, and uh, money is God. Fuck everyone else. Money. Give me money. 
Yeah, well, it's been interesting is that with the growth of the Chinese market, it's currently the most profitable for them to cater to the Chinese market while selling to the rest of us as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if where that equation shifts, if it's having to have two completely separate markets. <laughs> People are just going to go more towards moddable games. And they're going to do it through Steam or through Nexus or through whatever platform they're able to release mods for, and they're going to just bring whatever content that they want. It's going to push independent development again, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, PUBG was extremely popular, and all that was was a mod. Yep. <clears throat> um... Gobi is so stoned. <laughs> I just completely lost all of you guys. But uh I was just gonna say He is rock <laughs> So Crytek uh announced the Crisis Remaster, which uh they've hinted about for a while now. And I'm looking forward to it. It's yes, about fucking time. I'm just more curious on where they're going to release it. Uh, is it going to be on really? Steam? Is it going to be on Origin? Is it going to be on Epic? I mean, I doubt Epic. Honestly, uh, Steam or Origin, I could see a release on, though. Yeah, I imagine, wouldn't they? They could use it as an excuse to push Origin. I mean, Origin needs some love. Yeah, but I swear I read earlier like late last year that origin games were going to start showing up on steam i mean oh yeah you did you're right you brought that up in the podcast uh i mean that'd be cool if it made a release on steam i would like to see that uh either that or on origin i'm not entirely opposed to origin as far as launchers go it's better than you play and then again it pretty much have to be <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have an issue with Origin. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work, but a simple uninstall and reinstall fixes the issue. But it's always a weird issue. Like, it doesn't properly load in. Like, it just sits there at a blank launcher. <laughs> load. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird that they haven't really said anything else about it other than they announced that it's coming. Yeah, it, oh, it's be... also coming for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the Switch. And Saber Interactive, the people are making it for the Switch, are the same people that just made... Uh, fuck, what was the other game that just came to the Switch? I don't remember. Coolest thing ever would be if they release uh, the new Crisis or Crisis Remastered on GOG. This is probably never going to happen, but it would be so fucking cool. Um, it could. The original Crisis is on GOG. Um, it's actually more supported on GOG than it is on Steam. Uh, if you buy Crisis on GOG, you get the 64-bit binaries built right in and they automatically run on Windows 10. Oh, if you very cool. Buy, 
if you buy it on Steam, you only get the 32-bit binaries, and then you have to download the 64-bit and rename them to Bin32 to get 34 to get 64-bit to work on PC. But both versions don't run full screen on most computers, so you need something like borderless windowed gaming to take it to full screen, borderless full screen. That's what, why it doesn't run full screen is just because it's too old or because it's so fucking poorly optimized. <laughs> uh, I think it due to it being old, like it something doesn't work. Like the whole full screen doesn't for some computers, some people can run it fine, and some GPUs for whatever reason the game just will not run full screen. Like you'll be fine in the menus and you'll hit start and it'll go all the way through the loading screen, but as soon as you hit play to go to the game it'll just be a black screen or it'll crash to the desktop if it's in full screen. But if you switch to windowed mode, it'll play just fine. Yeah, that so shouldn't, be, shouldn't be surprising at all, just considering how poorly that game was coded and and implemented. But still, kind of, kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I will say I, I did add some HD mods to it, and it looks way better than the original but the remaster for when i've seen the gameplay looks 10 times better than what i was playing with mods um right now i think they've only said that it's single player but part of me is kind of hoping they bring back the multiplayer and i also hope it's a direct like i believe you know like the same I want the same nano suit commands as was in the first one. I don't want it to be like Crisis Three or Crisis Two. Like I want the suit commands from Crisis One in the remaster. Man, that would be fun. Somebody actually, I was gonna say, someone did a um, uh, uh yeah, triangle or yeah, polygon study, um. Oh, a little while back, could have been months ago, but I think it was this year, where they were analyzing the number of polygons and triangles in 3D computer graphics, and they went back to, like, the, the 80s when you had 60, or sorry, early 90s when you had 60 triangles uh, in a face, and then they did by 10, 600, which was a couple of years later, and then 6,000, and things were looking pretty awesome around 2006. 2006 2008 and then they did a comparison of 6,000 to 60,000 to 600,000 it basically looks the same so crisis came right at that mark when we hadn't quite gotten everything great and now we're pushing it with the remaster so it's gonna look fucking fantastic because I just remember nostalgia berries that was a beautiful game when it came out but yeah looking back at the original graphics not not so much anymore so looking forward to that remaster. Yeah, and I mean, like, I know it's only single player at this moment, but it's, you know, it's just, we'll focus on the original game single player campaign. Um, and then it adds a bunch of other basically new technology, which is cool. And then new CryEngine 3, which is, you know, we've seen other games on this engine. So it's a much better engine than the original Crisis. Um, it should be a lot smoother. The light should be a lot better. It should be a lot prettier. It should be a lot crisper. Uh, but I really want... I, I'm not a much of a multiplayer guy, but 
the original Crisis multiplayer was fucking fun. And I hope it comes back. I don't know that... Yeah, I don't think I've played the multiplayer on Crisis, maybe because the school that I was at, like, blocked the ports for it so that we couldn't, specifically. Because <laughs> they were shitty at uh, Windows security, so we could basically install whatever we wanted on whatever computer, but for some reason they knew more about networking than they did about just PC security. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean... <clears throat> Oh, Counter-Strike, that's what did it. Kids were installing oh, Counter-Strike. Yeah. yeah, they were installing Counter-Strike and playing it during uh, computer science, and uh, our administrator, Mr. Zarnecki, still remember his name, uh, didn't take kindly to that. So instead of figuring out how to make it so he couldn't install things, he just blocked ports. Let's it be honest, sense. though. If you're a computer science teacher in, what was this, high school? Uh, the, yeah. In, in high school... And your students have figured out how to get around your shit and install a game onto the computer. What can you teach them in computer science classes that they don't already know? Yeah, at that point, it was basically, uh, he should have switched over to, well, he wasn't our teacher. He was the, the network admin for the school. But our teacher, I think, got wind of that. So he started teaching us the programming language of the future action script so that we would be totally set when we went out into the big wide world that's why <laughs> i know action script <laughs> um yeah nobody I'm knows sorry. what it is nobody knows what it is anymore <laughs> it was adobe's big thing they're like oh we're gonna make this java c hybrid and everyone's gonna love it and it's gonna take over the the streaming platform oh yeah just like flv was gonna take over the streaming platform yeah smash cut to 10 years later nope everyone uses python uh or java but mostly python and m4v is the container for for youtube so suck it suck it adobe Yep, speaking of blasts from the past, Star Wars The Old Republic gets an update tomorrow, the 21st. It will be updated to 6.1.1. Not really sure what all this patch entails. I just found it hilarious that a game as old as Star Wars The Old Republic was getting a official update. That surprises me because that game's pretty much dead. Uh, it sounds like a month-long double XP event as well, and some bonus series missions transformed into dailies and week. Yeah, yeah what's been sure. going on with this game? Yeah, WoW WoW is doing the same thing, but they've extended their um, they extended their double XP until the pre-patch for Shadowlands drops. So, and nobody knows when that's going to be. So it could be tomorrow. It could be six months from now. Nobody knows. Honestly, it sounds like it might just be the studio trying to get into this current uh, trendy phase of retro games coming back. I mean, right now, like, RuneScape 2000... Uh, yeah, RuneScape uh, 2007 has a huge uh, community going on it. You know, WoW Classic is doing its thing. Maybe they're just seeing if they can revive uh, this long dead game. 
Wait, wait. Mm. If I'm... <clears throat> when did this come out? If I'm reading Sorry, this Gilly. right, uh, there's another update that was <clears throat> set to release in June. Update 6.2 was supposed to come in June that has now been proposed, postponed indefinitely as a result of the restudio clo- studios being closed down for the moment. As soon as they reopen, development will continue. Based on current expectations, 6.2 should be released sometime this summer or early fall. This is a little weird. I'm looking through this and wondering what some of this is. Like, what is a gathering lockbox? I just think loot box when I hear it. You would be correct. What about a heroic box? Loot box. <laughs> so <laughs> they have all these new player rewards, three different tiers of player rewards from conquests. Oh, so you can all, now you can also get mission XP boosts, and they're a new type of boost. They will offer bonus experience from missions only, and they'll be stackable with other boosts. They will also have a shorter duration of 30 minutes per boost. Yeah, that, I bet that's a microtransaction. Hey, um, yeah, guess what? They've had those for a long time. They're oh, just, just making them off of Great. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so microtransaction, 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 and then for levels 50 to 70, microtransaction, 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 microtransaction. Uh, credit certificate? Is that something that you buy or something that you earn? You can earn those, but it takes an act of fucking Congress to get one. Okay, so probably microtransaction. And then level 71 plus, we have a microtransaction, another microtransaction, a microtransaction... I don't know what tech fragments are. Sounds like a microtransaction. <laughs> those are those are new. I don't know what those are. Okay. I would and, guess crafting component. Yeah, it sounds like it, right? And a uh, small conquest equipment crate, which reads to me like loot crate. So microtransaction. Yay! Star Wars: The Old Republic. New new microtransactions for everybody and all levels. Well, yeah, it sounds like what a lot of games do nowadays. It's like. This is all stuff that you could quote unquote earn in game. Is it but though? if you're lazy and don't want to have to do it a hundred times and hope for an RNG drop or whatever, you can, you know, just buy it or buy all these crafting materials or buy all these yeah, it's it seems like the kind of thing where like they'll reward you one of these heroic crates a month if you do some stupid quest, or you could just buy a bunch of them. Shut up and take my money. I want instant gratification. Essentially, yes. Surprise mechanics. <laughs> oh, alright. See, <laughs> back when I was playing, um, when I did play that game, the big thing then was they were pushing their loot box system. And it was pay to win. To get further in the game, you had to buy packages to be able to get like uh, crystals for your lightsabers or uh, upgrades for weapons to be able to move forward in the game. It was it was stupid. And that's obviously why the game became more popular. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, probably it does look like there are some changes to the classes too i mean 
but unless you've been playing this, I'm guessing none of these mean anything to anybody. Um. Oh, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, uh, really good news for medicine slash sawbones. Accomplished Dr. Sawbones now also allows the initial heal from Colto infusion pack to refresh the duration of the two-stack Colto probe, slow-release med pack, in addition to its other effects. I don't know what the fuck that means, but it sounds just great. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars nerd, and I have no idea what the fuck you just said. I mean, I know what Kulto is. It's the stuff that they harvest off the floor of that sea planet with all the creatures that talk like... But I, I've never heard of a Kulto probe. Luke Skywalker, after you get mauled by that uh, asshole uh, Yeti that wanted to go to the prom with him, but <laughs> Luke Skywalker said no. When they cut back to him and he's in the tank, that's a Kulto tank. For anybody who has only ever seen Empire Strikes Back. Which is fine, by the way. That's <laughs> yeah, like describing a game's meta mechanics to people who have no idea about the game. Yeah, this is great. Yep. Um, and the the last thing we had for wonderful gaming news is uh, so there's a tiny patch out for Minecraft's uh, Bedrock Edition that added ray tracing. So if you have a card that can support it. Check it out. Um, the screenshots. It looks interesting. Yes, let's add the most the, the the current most sophisticated technology in rendering graphics for video games and slap it onto a game designed to run on a microwave. Yeah, a potato, <laughs> a potato with electrodes popping out of it, powering a clock. Like, um, of all the games that you're going to add ray tracing to, fucking Minecraft? I mean, cool, I guess, but <laughs> why? We can do it. We have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, the underwater shit looks really cool with the, the ray tracing on. Um... This dragon statue picture that they have is pretty bitchin' too. I mean, it looks pretty, but it's still made of cubes. It makes me wonder so if, pretty. It makes me wonder if these pictures are like one to one, or or if like the ray tracing is a one to one addition to the game, or if it's involving, uh, uh, yeah, it's like an entire visual overhaul. So it's not just the ray tracing. So I bet if you turned off ray tracing, it would still look pretty bitchin' with the new version of the graphics. So it's not, like, these pictures, as cool as they look, I think there is uh, more to it than just the ray tracing. I might have to try and turn this on. Just for fun. Do you have a car that supports ray tracing? No. <laughs> I support your experiment. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, what's the worst thing I gotta do? I gotta uninstall the game install it? <laughs> what's the worst thing that could happen? My computer caches fire? Yeah. I was about to say, the worst thing that can happen in this case is probably the white smoke. <laughs> it's just, ah. yeah, it's just gonna tell you, yeah, right. Can't, can't, uh... You're gonna, you're gonna game, install sorry. it and try to run it, and your computer's just gonna go, just gonna pop up and say, fuck you. Yeah, and what the fuck do I look like? <laughs>
I am taking a self-imposed timeout while you think about what you've done. <laughs> oh, wait. So it's a, oh, it's a totally, whole totally different thing. But yeah. Oh yeah, we could. Uh, so this is this is neat. All right, if people, people definitely appreciate the aesthetic of Minecraft because, like, yeah, it's all made out of blocks. They're basically pixels. But if you make something absolutely gargantuan and then blow it out and view it from a mile away in game, it can look amazingly cool. Um, and there's nothing wrong with recreating Hogwarts in its entirety. You know what that sounds like <laughs> to me? Microsoft Paint with extra steps. <laughs> okay, so I have so, to agree. <laughs> so, so just as that a quick aside, like pixel art in Microsoft Paint with extra oh pixel by pixel, zoom out. It's a picture. Did you mean to make a Rick and Morty reference? <laughs> I mean. Um. I'm I, I am aware that the with extra steps thing is a is a reference. Okay, good. All right. It's an excellent show, everybody. Come on, we're still in content. Uh, we're <laughs> it's still in the quarantine. Smartest here. show you're not watching. It's the best show like... since Futurama. Go go watch Rick and Morty. Give it a, give it a try. So so, in celebration of of the holiday today, in Colombia, the lost city of marijuana. You can buy 2.2 pounds of weed for 11 bucks. <laughs> Wait, what? Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, what, okay. I was question though, what is the quality like? Because like... Well, I mean, there's... it's coming from Colombia, so one of two things. It's either fresh as hell, or it's laced with cocaine. Well, well no. no like... Laced with cocaine is more expensive. There's, uh... There's just plenty of weed that's grown that's just not good weed. And a lot of it comes from South and Central America. Like, anybody who's ever smoked Mexican brick weed knows the quality of what weed can be like. Yeah. When you start hearing about it being that cheap, it's like... Uh, Daniel Tosh had a joke where... Uh, I forget where he went, but he was like... Uh, he said, uh, I, yeah, I went and bought $50 of weed. The guy handed me a trash bag, and he's like, I didn't care if it had branches in it. I was king for a day. So it was like super shitty weed that is dirt cheap. Uh, I'm not going to expect like $20 for a pound or two, or however much you just said for like really great bud. Well, it says this is, it says some of the highest quality cannabis in the world can be found growing in the small town of Torbio, Columbia. Yeah, okay. If they're handing out really good weed or <laughs> something like that for like eleven bucks, Jesus Christ. I would have driven to Columbia. Um yes, I would have started go, but you totally can't. There's a bridge across the Panama Canal, damn it. <laughs> I I would have just stopped in Illinois because it's legal there and said fuck it. Oh man, I would yeah, all the weed shops are still closed in Massachusetts, which is Bullshit. You know, Colorado and California will, they don't care if you fly in and have uh, drugs. I wonder if uh, there would ever be a way to get, like, weed through customs if you're going into a legal state, or if the federal government's always going to be uh, getting their fingers in it. Yeah, from oh, that's... outside of the country? No, yeah, TSA is federal. 
Yeah, and then they'll take you in the little room and fingers up the butt. Not not a good time. I mean, depends on what you're into. Yeah, no king shaming. <laughs> Look, I'm uh, you do you. I don't do that. Don't gotta be so defensive about it. It's all right. So little we get a little suspicious about people who are defensive about that sort of thing, Sarah. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I do know that actually. So, uh, <laughs> you guys started playing Borderlands Three. Really Quickly waiting, I, was waiting, the I was waiting for him to walk into the soundboard. I got the soundboard. I haven't played uh, a lot of these things on the podcast, but yeah, Omega needs <laughs> to start playing BL three. Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty. It is a beautifully upgraded version of exactly what I remember from Borderlands. And I can say that because in the few days before I, I started playing Borderlands 3, I actually had started playing replaying Borderlands 1. And I literally went from one game to the next. And it feels the same. And it's just that much more beautiful and awesome. So anybody who played the old school Borderlands, fucking get on your game and uh, get this. A worthy successor, would you say? Absolutely. And much like the uh, when they transitioned from uh, one to two, the the four classes that you could pick from are all unique and new and completely ridiculous. Uh, this time, like for my first playthrough of Borderlands Three, I am a uh, beast master. Uh, so I have my own pet Skag that I can make attack my enemies. But... Skag is like a dog. Yeah, it's like a, a warg wolf, gross, nasty thing with a split jaw and face, and it's it's awesome. Uh, uh, but I, I just also happen to be a robot. I mean, that makes sense. Animals love robots. Yeah, apparently. So I'm <laughs> I'm a robot with a, a, a vicious pet animal that attacks my enemies. It's fun. I believe I the, play. the last time I played was uh, Borderlands Two when I was a Techromancer. And you could call on that giant fucking robot. Oh, you could you could summon mechs. That's I never played BL two. Uh, well, it was this one like robot that like came around with you and like beat people up and stuff, and you could oh, upgrade him nice. through skills. That's sweet. It's like your robot buddy. It I would was. have named I would have named my character Will Robinson. <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, waiting for season three. It's going to be a long fucking wait. I was going to ask how everybody's been passing the time in quarantine. Uh, I know Gobi was playing some Breakpoint today. Yeah, I played some Breakpoint. I played some Division earlier. I even played some Brink. Uh, for anybody that doesn't remember that game, it did exist. It was a thing. Um, yeah, I built a couple of PCs and just got some gaming in. Uh, I have been almost exclusively spending my time learning about and planning for D&D &D sessions. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you kind of went balls deep into that. I am like full on all the way in. <laughs> like... Head first dive. Yeah, man, I'm I'm I've like spent money on like programs to 
draw my own maps and pretty proud of some of the maps I've created, if I do say so myself. Uh, like I spend hours just looking up different monsters and I've started creating my own random tables to like aid with the storytelling and stuff. It's just, I'm, I'm going fucking balls deep, like you said. It's fun. Zero. Zero. Oh, well, a whole lot of work um, between that and Warcraft. I've got four characters next <laughs> level now. I'm just grinding. I forgot. Yeah, I see you on playing Warcraft uh, every morning, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do that before work every day. Kind of well, like when you. But you don't have a commute. It's like, hey, I've got all this free time before work now. Yeah, I started going back and building gardens in my city and city skylines. It's very relaxing. I start waking and baking more often. That's why I, I should make a commitment to do that uh, in celebration of today. I'll drag today out for the next month. Well, I mean, it's it's... The fourth month of 2020. This whole month is 420. It's a good point. I like that point. Well, found out today that my cousin is uh, working at a local ABC. Everybody in my family is excited about this. <laughs> yeah, good times. Also, because I love city builders so damn much, uh, I did find a new city builder today that's TBA on Steam. Uh, it is called Dynasty of the Sands. And it is an Egyptian-based city builder. Planned release date TBA. But uh, it's from a developer I have never heard of before. Called Rocket Flare Studios. Any other projects uh, on their page? Nope. This is the first one. Hmm. Because I'm curious, that sounds like it has the potential to be badass, and it sounds like it has the potential to be one of those like early access games that dies halfway through development and never reaches potential. Yeah, right. So the videos that they have up on their Steam page right now are pretty basic, but they have a road system down, and they have buildings, and they posted some shit on uh, Reddit, I believe? Or, yeah, one of the, one of the picture sites of... Um, building assets. Apparently you can level up buildings just like you could the old Caesar and Pharaoh games if anybody played those back in 1998. Uh, same sort of system. You give houses more amenities and they level up faster and uh, that's been implemented a lot in a lot of silly city builder games actually from, from that point on. So yeah, they've got a lot of this down and it looks like the game is in a pretty good place but as you said it's entirely possible that they're just going to run completely out of steam and they'll never develop it further, which is which would be a shame because it does look like it has amazing potential. But anyway, I'm following it on steam. It's on my wish list. Dynasty of the Sands. Yeah, it might not be fair, but my instinct is, you know, I'm, I'm not against indie games or small studio games or early access development patterns or anything like that, but it might be unfair but with this specific type of game with like city builders with something that needs to be that expansive, I tend to want to look for the safety of uh, either a bigger developer or a company that can release it when it's done, 
rather than that sort of incremental growth model. Yeah. Well, to that effect, here's the interesting thing. From the videos and the previews and everything on their development page, it looks like this game is more than ready for early access. They could definitely put this out and have people playing it at this point, but they haven't. So it's a release date and it's TBA. I'm not sure if they're gonna go early access with it. Which could mean a couple of things. One, they're actually a good indie studio and they're gonna release a game like Frostpunk that's actually finished when it's out and it's not gonna have a ridiculous price tag attached to it. Or they could release a game that's pretty basic with City Builder and then they could spit out a whole bunch of paid DLC. So yeah, well, I'll see where it goes. I'm not buying it. I can't buy it. But yeah, it's possible. Either way. Yeah, well, we will uh, definitely have to see because I might be interested in that if it does turn out to be a pretty good product. It's so pretty. Uh, <clears throat> let's just take a second to talk about that Fallout 76 has been out on Steam since April 14th, and it has a mostly positive reviews with 1,957 reviews. Wait, what? <laughs> I guarantee you that most of those are from Bethesda developers. <laughs> There's almost 2,000 reviews and it's mostly positive. I will stake my reputation on I will say the videos that I was just watching on the Steam page look nothing like the game that I played months ago. So, <laughs> it's entirely possible. Um, Wait. Okay, so, alright, I, I guess this is more about how Steam calculates things. Launch day, about 200 positive reviews, about 200 negative reviews. Day after that, about 300 positive reviews, about 100 negative reviews. And then it sort of peters off. Um, so yeah, I could believe mostly positive, but... To, yeah, this is a little deceptive. There are a bunch of negative reviews on the, on the landing page, at least. Oh, received product for free. Oh, product refunded. <laughs> received product for free, product refunded. Received product for free. Yeah, okay. I can see why people are leaving positive reviews if they're getting this for free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the if the videos are to be believed, I mean, it's not a horrible looking game. Um but I feel like the online co-op is a little bit deceptive because there's still PvP unless they're allowing private servers and not making you pay for them. I'm skimming through reviews to actually find out just that. But yeah, the, the whole server thing was kind of ridiculous. Um, apparently Wastelanders added 10 to 15 hours of new story content, but after that you're back to the, the original problem of the game, which is looking for stuff to do. And trying not to get dragged into a PvP fight when you don't want to be. I think after I watched... Um guy on youtube named rags i watched his review of fallout 76 and one pissed myself laughing um two 
I don't know that Bethesda could recover well from the debacle that was the release of that game. They can try, but I don't feel that they're ever going to recover from how badly that game will, how badly broken that game was at launch, and it's still kind of is. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that okay, was. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Kobe's blasted. The, the, the podcast is officially off the rails. You full-blown gay! <laughs> uh, Fallout 76 private servers are coming next week, so Wastelander update added private servers for everybody to play on. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, so that's probably why it's getting good reviews. Um, and it also looks like it's the servers will eventually let players mod worlds, so they'll be able to change the worlds um, in those private servers as well. Um, I mean, modding is always good for games. Just when you said that, I immediately went to Ark Survival. I'm like, that's much more of my aesthetic, my preferred aesthetic quality for an open world multiplayer game. But if people like Fallout for the aesthetic quality, cool. More power to them. Yeah, I mean, I, own, I already own Fallout 76, so, I mean, if they do indeed have private servers, it might be something to put back in and waste some time in. Oh, see. boy. We can buy atoms. I want to see how much atoms cost. <laughs> Four thousand atoms for thirty nine ninety nine. I don't even know how many four thousand atoms are. It's four thousand. What can I buy with four thousand atoms, Kobe? I have no idea. I don't have the game installed. I haven't had it installed for months. I want a tank. <laughs> uh, I think the best you can do is power armor, and I don't think you can buy that. I think you have to find it. Oh. Do they have power armor that shoots out fire and uh, flies like Iron Man? No. No, it only walks on the like, ground. Wait a Iron Man's suit doesn't shoot out flies? No. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. No, uh, it does no. not. This is not Anthem, alright? Uh, that's too bad. There's a shit show. Yeah. Uh, Anthem could be such a great game if they would just fix it. <laughs> I don't understand what the problem with endgame loot is. What's wrong with altering loot tables? How how difficult is that? How did they build the game that it's too complicated for them to do that? Oh well, it, it's not only that. It's there's no endgame content, like none. Like there's they didn't think endgame out at all. But I thought that it was a grind game, so the whole point of Endgame was running around in a circle doing the same <laughs> thing over and over again. Yeah, apparently they thought everybody was going to go in the free world and just run around and do world events over and over and over, or do the challenge tombs or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> like people do in Ghost Recon Breakpoint, doing those daily world events, or whatever they call them. Homesteader missions. What are the green missions? that are every Faction single missions. Day? Faction missions, thank you. I only yeah. do the, I've only done this a few times when I've been like exceptionally bored as like yep. 
Hmm, I don't feel like hopping from waypoint to waypoint and exploring. Yeah, or we did that one because we were right next to it and it was just kill a guy and we were like, okay, we'll we'll murder people for uh, shinies. Yeah, when we were just roaming around, it was like, you know what? We don't really care about the faction in Erewhon, but this is easy. We could do them a favor. I mean, they wanted us also to infiltrate a wolf base and steal two trucks. Fuck that. Yeah, it's just like, you know what? We don't <laughs> like you guys that much. You know, you want us to, like, off one dude in a base with, like, three people walking around that we happen to be near and it's not out of our way and too much of an inconvenience? Yeah, we'll throw you a bone. If you're like, hey, fly across the map, steal these two trucks that are being defended by, like, 40 wolves. Yeah, it's not worth our time. I, I would even kill the 40 wolves, but gee, how the fuck, how hard is it for you just to get a cargo helicopter or a helicopter that you can attach some cables to the bottom of and then airlift off the back plate of a truck full of, like, boxes and just leave that way? Why do I have to drive it across the map? That's what I really don't want to do. Um... Murdering people's fine. Because, um, also, if you ever wanted to play as an old man in, you know, the South Pacific, you can uh, pick up Arma 3 Apex, play old man. Uh, are they doing the thing where the, uh, the Japanese soldier gets stranded on an island and does, doesn't realize that the war has ended, so he just keeps on going, and then somebody finds him in the early 90s, and they're like, whoa! No, uh, let's see. This is a really good hardcore history. If any of you are a fan of that podcast, check that one out. Yep. Yeah. No, you basically start as an old man, and then you get to go scrounge for weapons and stuff, and then you get to search around the island and find intel and all that good shit. Who's and it like the, the curious yeah. Benjamin Button, where you get younger as the game progresses? <laughs> I was, was going to ask what <laughs> time, not, what time you get period. Shape. Huh? Uh, the regular Armo 3. Uh, yeah, but... whatever that is. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I have Armo 3. I don't it's think like... I've ever played it, though. I, I, I think it's got it when it was on like, I got it when it was stupid on like, a stupid cheap sale, and I played it for 10 minutes, and I was like, this game sucks, and I stopped. Oh, it was part <laughs> of a Humble Bundle. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. I got all the Armas from a Humble Bundle. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh yeah, the the controls can be fun to learn. That's for sure. I never it I understand that it has some cool mods, but the the base game itself, is that what you always used to play? Like when I always used to see you on Steam and it always used to tell me go be forty two is playing Arma Three. Uh well I did more than just that they have an editor built in so i made missions and i was probably doing coding um at one point i made a horde mode inside arma 3 uh it was in the one uh like rail station on the one map and uh you had to capture and hold the flag and the longer you held the flag the more waves enemies came at you um i used to mod like um, they're called Wasteland Missions, where it's a giant MMO map, you drop in, survival type thing with nothing, you gotta scavenge gear, and then there's roaming AI just running around trying to kill you, and then there's missions you can do to get better gear, 
and whatnot, uh, and some base building aspects thrown in, along with a monetary system for buying things that you don't find around the world. Um, stuff like okay. that. And I used to play like regular modded, which was way more of a pain in the ass back then. You used to have to download a third party client to get all the mods to update and stay on the same version. Nowadays it's pretty much all right there on the workshop. So you just click subscribe and Steam downloads it and then you just load it in the nice Arma 3 loader launcher and go. Um, you can search for servers and find out what mods need to be ran on the servers and quick download and it automatically downloads all the mods you need for that server so you can join to, to it. Uh, they streamlined that a little bit, but it's still got the controls are still the one thing that is a pain to learn. Okay. I just reinstalled it. The game's about 33 gigabytes, and all of my mods are 58 gigabytes. Okay, that's de yeah, that's definitely a um, a RimWorld scenario. Yeah, I mean, I should mention like I do have the one as a map pack, so it adds like 10 maps or whatever to the game, and the islands are obviously. They're all pretty much the same size as the biggest island. Um, some of them are from old games. Like, you can play the Arma 2 map, which is super popular. Um, it's also the DayZ map. Um, they have that one. And then they have a winter version and a fall version as well of the same map. So you can play it in the different seasons um, and stuff like that. So that's where why the gigs are so much. Um, there's not a whole lot of mods. The other ones are like weapons and stuff like that. Custom made weapons. The gigabytes are so much. The gigabytes. Oh boy. All right. Okay. Good times. So. Yeah. Mods. Uh, go play Arma. Go watch uh, Rick and Morty. Check out Dynasty of the Sands. Um, maintain maintain sanity, people. <laughs> Good luck with that. Go play D and D. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Only if it's legal. Only if it's legal in your state. Yeah, whatever. Or you don't give a fuck because you ain't no bitch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or, uh, uh, yeah, I'm leading his head to go. I'm still bummed about that, but I hope he's having beautiful beauty sleep. He looks so adorable when he's sleeping. He does. It's so, it's so cute. He looks especially, so especially when he's drunk and he's, like, slack-jawed with drool coming out and then his wife is drawing a penis <laughs> on his forehead. Mm -hmm. Well, he goes into that baby pose where his, like... Face and upper chest are, are like squished into the ground, but his butt sticking up in the air. Yep. <laughs> and he's like got his head sort of like smeared sideways, tongue sort of lolling out, pool of drool. It's adorable. <laughs> definitely take your word for it. We'll definitely take your word for it. Now that note, uh, I want to thank you all for joining and uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we're out of here.
Peace. 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 Peace.